Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Down the blind, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and one. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Going to go through our rapid review for round 22, a cracking round at Rolls. We kicked off on Thursday night with the Penrith Panthers taking on the Melbourne Storm, coming to you from Bluebet Stadium. I thought the Penrith Panthers would get up in this one. The Melbourne Storm 16-0, a cracking victory for the Melbourne Storm. Uh, Panthers missing a fair whack of troops. Obviously, Dylan Edwards ruled out late. Fisher Harris suspended. Uh, the halves are obviously out. So not ideal for Penrith, but also not ideal for the Melbourne Storm either. Obviously, missing a number of troops. Uh, my only worry is with the Melbourne Storm, obviously they will get uh, some of those guys back. They're going to get Jerome Hughes, which will he'll be fantastic to get back, as will Felice Cafuccio. They'll make a huge difference. But I do look at the other side of the park, the Penrith Panthers, and think about the guys they've got out. They're legitimately all going to be back in within four weeks when it really matters. So your Clearies, your Luas, your James Fisher-Harris's, uh, your Taylor Mays, all these still in Edwards, all these absolute champions. So I do think still the Penrith Panthers, they are the team to beat in this competition despite this result. Um, I thought 16-0, uh, you know, considering the guys they had out wasn't a terrible performance. Held to zero, which you do not see from the Penrith Panthers very often, and we have to give credit to the Melbourne Storm for that. I thought... Their defense, especially their scramble, was unreal. And that's what I think has separated the Penrith Panthers from so many other teams in this competition for so long. It's the fact that they scramble so well. And I think the Melbourne Storm, their scramble was unreal. Personally, I thought the Panthers played well enough to score two or three tries. But the Melbourne Storm, their defense was simply too good. I thought Brandon Smith, we said on Bloke and Abar the last few weeks that this guy returning could be exactly what Melbourne needed. If he comes back fresh and ready to go... I didn't feel like Cheese was at anywhere near his best throughout the season so far. I kind of almost felt like he was carrying an injury, to be honest with you. So these three weeks that he had on the sideline, a little freshen up might be exactly what he needed. He scored a cracking try. He was unfucking believable I thought Harry Grant, he was on the front foot. Didn't run for a heap of metres, but he was just on the front foot. Made 62 tackles in this game. Um, very, very impressive. Cam Munster has to stay at the fullback jersey. I think they have to get Jerome Hughes back into this side next weekend and allow Cam Munster to go back to the one. 
I think that's where he can be uh, the most dangerous. I thought Nelson Osopo-Solomoma was great. 66 minutes, 10 tackle breaks, 180 metres, played on the edge a little bit. Fuck that, showing up to a game of footy as a halfback. I think it was Sean O'Sullivan that, had, that would have faced up to him. Would have been an absolute nightmare. Shout out to Tui Kamakamika as well. They've got a lot of injuries, missing Christian Welsh and stuff. Uh, he played 51 minutes. He made 53 tackles, Tui Kamakamika. Not a guy that is world-renowned for his uh, huge work rate. He's more an impact sort of guy. To get through 53 tackles in 51 minutes, rolling the sleeves up, I thought that was unreal. Uh, but, yeah, I think it's the Melbourne Storm's cover defense that I want to highlight. As I said, I think the Penrith Panthers played well enough to score three tries. Uh, they didn't score any. So, well done to the Melbourne Storm. Are they back? I think they're back to some degree. Do I think they're back as far as winning a premiership? Probably not. Uh, but once they get Husey back, once they get Felice Cafusi, I'm looking forward to seeing what the Melbourne Storm can do. As for the Penrith Panthers, heap of injuries. They'll get them all back. They'll be just fine. Uh, more so just taking out of this that the Melbourne Storm played their best game of footy they have in a number of weeks. So very, very exciting. Hopefully we can see the Melbourne Storm um, start to get back to the football team that we know they should be, that we know they're capable of being. Okay, the late, the early game, sorry, Thursday, had the New Zealand Warriors, the Canterbury Bulldogs. Another one, I thought the Bulldogs would win this one. They got absolutely slapped, 42-18. to 18. Um, Sean Johnson had a bit of a mixed bag, to be honest with you. Threw some great balls, threw some shockers. Um, there was obviously a, an, an intercept off Josh Adokar and whatnot. I think he set up Valier in the first half with a cracking little ball playing through the line, and then he scored his own a little bit later, which was sensational. Uh, the Warriors, 42-18, to, to, to 18, uh, pretty resounding win. Going back home was always going to be super exciting. Um, yeah, a couple of intercepts. DWZ took one off Matty Burton, which is a really good read. Uh, the Fox had a cracking read on SJ as we said, uh, Ed Cossey, we spoke about him on Instagram. You would have seen it the other day. I mean, he came back from that absolutely shocking game a few months ago. I think it was about 10 weeks ago now. It was probably actually about 14 weeks ago now uh, where I would honestly argue it's probably the worst first grade performance I've seen, to be honest with you. It was it was something else. And for him to bounce back the way he has, uh, we went through his stats on Instagram the other day. I'll actually get them up for you because they are quite impressive. I think he's a guy that sort of flies under the radar a little bit, Ed Cossey. Um, so I'll just read you the post. In Cossie's first four games of season 2022, he scored one try, had one line break, and broke a total of three tackles. The last of these four games was against the Storm, where he unfortunately, Cossie had one of the worst games by an individual in recent history. It was so poor that I was genuinely worried if a young guy like him could bounce back from it. This is where Cossie has earned my respect. He was dropped, he went away and worked on his game for 10 weeks, so the Warriors called him, called him up once again. Since then, he's played four games, scored seven tries, had nine line breaks, and had 10 tackle breaks. What an incredible comeback. Shout out to Ed Cossie. Sensational stuff. I don't know how many guys would have bounced back from that game, to be perfectly honest with you. To bounce back the way he has, is just so good. Absolutely love it. Seven tries in four games and nine line breaks. Unbelievable. And a team that's not going that well either. Crazy. Uh, but well done to the New Zealand Warriors winning that game. A sensational W. Canterbury pretty disappointing, let's be honest here. Uh, Tohu Harris threw a great ball to Curran for a line break. How on earth Josh Curran isn't in this team every week? I will never know. I'm starting to wonder if the rumours about a personality clash between him and SJ might be true. Um, yeah, just some of their body language between them. I don't know. It's a bit weird, eh? I don't know what's going on there, and I can't believe Curran isn't in this starting side every single week. It blows me away. As I said, Canterbury disappointing, not a heap to touch on there. Look, this game, realistically, neither team are going to play finals footy this year. So no need to go too deep into both of them. But well done to the Warriors getting the job done at home. Uh, I noticed the... Um 
the post floating around Instagram of the fellow that does the shoey getting banned from the game. I don't have exact details on it. It sounds like he got a sponsor on his shoe or something like that. Fuck. Pretty stiff, isn't it? Just let the bloke in. Let him enjoy himself. Crowd's getting around it. They've been waiting a long time for footy. If you don't want him to put sponsorship on the shoe, just call him out. Fuck. Banning him from Mount Smart seems like a big day to me. Uh, the late game, Friday night, the South Sydney Rabbitohs and the Parramatta Eels. The Bunnies getting a big win here. Another one that I've got to tell you, I didn't really see this coming either. I had a bit of a shocker this weekend. The Rabbitohs 26, the Parramatta Eels nil. Uh, the Bunnies came out on fire. Parramatta started awfully. Cam Murray, two line break assists in the first 10 minutes. Latrell had two line breaks off those passes. Latrell's first two touches were line breaks. He was on absolute fire. I've been reading some of your comments and stuff this week. Fuck, the hatred for this guy is real. Eh? It is unbelievable. Just accept he's a good player. He's not like every other fullback deal with it. He does it in his own way. He's a red zone fullback. And if your team's winning off the back of it, fucking so what? Um, you know, I, I had a lot of people comment last week, oh, he doesn't run for any metres. He ran for 220 this week. That must have pissed a lot of people off. Um, just accept Latrell isn't James Tedesco. He's not Tom Trubovich. He's Latrell Mitchell, and he's going to play footy that Latrell Mitchell plays, and he's going to dominate doing it. So I'm really excited about South City in the, in the run home. I'm looking forward to watching them. I love the way that Latrell's carrying himself. He's making it interesting. Whether you love him, hate him, whatever, he's making rugby league interesting, and I, I, I'm all for it. So, fingers crossed, Latrell and the Bunnies can keep up this fantastic form. It's led by Cam Murray, though. I just thought his performance the other night was just crazy. The amount of work that guy gets through. And I'll tell you what, just, just watching him closely the other night, I'm not sure if I mentioned on the podcast already, but I actually traded in Cam Murray to my Supercoach Classic team. And then without realising, about five minutes into the game, I looked at my team and realised, fuck, I've accidentally captained Cam Murray. It turned out okay. He got about 90-odd. So I, I, a little get out of jail for me, which Timmy Williams will absolutely love, of course, that I got lucky once again. Uh, but just watching him closely and how much work he gets through, he is just an absolute freak, Cam Murray. He is so good at what he does. Love watching him play. I thought Damian Cook, he was fantastic once again. He's having a really strong end to the season. Uh, Tavita Totola, wow. What a year he's having. He is killing it. Absolutely killing it. I would have said a few weeks ago, Tom Burgess is by far and away the most important front row at this club. Mate, Totola's giving him a real run for his money, eh? especially last few weeks when Burgess, he's missed a couple of games recently, and Totola has really stepped up. I think he scored two tries in the last three weeks, and I thought the other night he was great. I think Kempi put up a post the other night. He's been really underrated this season, Tavita Totola, so well done to him. Uh, Jacob Arthur was pretty poor. Let's be honest here. I've um, I've, I've backed him the, the last few weeks when everyone was booing him and stuff, but this game he was disappointing. Uh, it'll be interesting to see when Mitch Moses does come back. I think they've got Canterbury next next week. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see if they do rush him back in for that one. I thought Parramatta's best was probably Sean Lane. He's having a cracking season. He's been very consistent throughout the year. Always taking on the line. Always looking dangerous. So what under Sean Lane? I think he's been great. Alright, let's move to Super Saturday. We kicked off with the first game, the Sydney Roosters and the North Queensland Cowboys. We commentated this one on the Hijack app, H-Y-J-A-C-K. We uploaded the audio from that to the Rugby League Guru podcast. So it's a couple of podcasts ago if you'd like to have a listen to that drill. We commentate the game, but we also answer your questions that were sent in and just talk uh, general rugby league. So it's a bit more of a relaxed chat if you'd like to go and have a listen to that podcast. It is available. Uh, but yeah, the Victor Radley. Wow. What a start to the game. He had two tries. One to Suwali'i, which was just unbelievable. Believable. Then he put Matty Lodge over a little bit later. Um, said it today or yesterday on Instagram that when the Roosters are going good, Victor Radley tends to be going good. Uh, there's always a correlation there. So they need Rads to be playing his absolute best footy. As I said, he put Matty Lodge over. I thought that was his best game for the Chooks yet. Um, 
I think when you take out all off-field stuff with Matt Lodge, I think he definitely is what the Roosters need at the moment th- through the centre third. I'm not sure when Takiaho's back, uh, but they, they if they can get him back for finals and hopefully Lindsay Collins, I'll tell you what, this Rooster side, they could give it a real shake. Um 32-18, good win by the Chooks. Uh, Suwaleti coming out of his own end is just insane. He is so damaging. He is terrifying to watch. The contact that he comes in with is frightening, and it's even more dangerous when he comes out of the line himself in defense. Some of the reads he puts on, just crazy. I thought Sammy Verrills, he was probably the best on ground, though. An exciting weekend for the Gold Coast. We'll talk about their win in a second over the Manly Seagulls, but Sammy Verrills, I thought he was great. I was saying to Nick when we were commentating this one on Hijack, I mean, it was only two or three years ago that we were sitting at the 2019 Grand Final. He scored the first try, so plenty to offer Sammy Verrills, and I think the Titans have got themselves a very good one. I think he'll be a good fit for their team as well. Speaking of Hook, on the other side of the park for the Cowboys. I thought Reese Robson, he was fantastic as per usual for the Cowboys. Luciano Lua, he is the X factor in this team. Had a couple of opportunities to offload in this game. Didn't quite go as planned. Uh, but I think come finals time, there's going to be games where he's going to really stand up and he's going to have a big impact. He's one of those guys that, yes, he can lose your games, but he can win your games as well. And they're the sort of guys that you want to take risks. And when it works for Lua, fuck, he's going to be lethal. Uh, and I don't think he's as risky as what he used to be, to be honest with you. He's going to win you a lot more than what he loses you. And uh, probably saying he loses your games is probably unfair at the end of the day. But yeah, good win there by the Chooks. They march on. Three games left. I think they're sitting in eighth place. Still the Canberra Raiders won this weekend. We'll talk about them soon. So they're keeping the Roosters honest. They'll have to keep on going with their run. Uh, Sharks, 36 over the Tigers, 12. I thought Cronulla's ball movement was sensational as per usual. They lost a lot of troops coming into this one, especially in the back line. You had Lockie Miller out there. You had Ikevalu out there. So a heap of changes for the Sharks, but they just they just find a way, don't they? They're a very impressive outfit. I thought the Tigers were pretty shot, to be fair. Tigers weren't overly impressive. Uh, two tries they scored. One of them was Luke Garner, who I think is going to go to Penrith next year and absolutely fucking kill it. Uh, Fanua Bowl set him up for that one, so I think that's his first real attack Stat the NRL. Congratulations to him. New Brown crashed over early as well. Um, yeah, outside of that, for the Tigers, not really much doing. For the Sharkies, though, I thought Nico Hines, he was just everywhere. That first try set up for L- Lockie Miller. I just love the way that Hines is able to play through the line. Dummies let the defense charge up, and he sort of goes through a half gap, drops it on the toe. Just perfect rugby league. He's so talented, Nico Hines, and he just had his paws. His fingerprints were just all over that football all game. Very impressive, Nico Hines. He's going to be a real worry come finals time. I think this Sharks team, they're building something special. Uh, Trindle, I thought he was good as well. Set up a nice try for Ikevalu. After that, he was a little bit quiet, but that was a really good play that he set up for Ikevalu. Uh, well done to Dykesy. Young K. Dykes made his debut last week. Scored his first try in this game. A kick from Miller on the right-hand side. Kicked it back in. Great to see. Uh, Royce Hunt, our boy, Big Royce. Uh, scoring a try, two line breaks, sensational. You all know the Royce Hunt story. I've spoken about him on a number of times. I love the perseverance that he's shown over the last years when it almost looked like his career was over to get back into first grade, sensational stuff. And to be making a genuine impact in first grade in one of the deepest forward packs in the NRL, unreal. Obviously, Toby Rudolph's injured for the next couple of weeks, so you will see Royce Hunt come in and play more of a prominent role, which is very, very exciting for him. Uh, Nakora set up a try for Jesse Ramian. Uh, I thought it was a great little offload. Uh, I thought Nakora had a couple of opportunities in this game. Didn't quite hit them all. He obviously had one that I thought he was going to score off, and he got a, uh, a slap to the face or a, or a finger to the eye or something that went down on that one. But the try that he set up for Ramian was all class. 
Wilton was been for a late shot on Laurie. Bit of a tough one. I, I think it's fair. I think we want this out of our game, but I'm not sure if Wilton knew exactly what he was doing. Um, but I didn't get to watch this one too many times. So if that's a shit take, uh, please let me know because I probably need to rewatch that one again. But Sharks 36. Tigers 12, good win for the Sharkies. Uh, pretty similar game to finish Saturday night. The Broncos 28 over the Newcastle Knights 10. Uh, similar to the Tigers, the Knights are just shot at the moment. Uh, they are done and dusted. I think they've got eyes on Mad Monday. Um, yeah, just it's getting hard to work out what's going on at Newcastle. I thought Daniel Saifidi and Braley, they were probably the shining lights outside of that. Not much doing. Uh, might be time to give Milford a little spell. He's not going to be there next year anyway. Maybe they start and give some time to... Phoenix Crossland and stuff. I'm sure we'll talk about it on Bloke in a Bar this afternoon over the next 24 hours. But, yeah, I'm not sure where the Newcastle Knights go from here, to be honest with you. Broncos on the bright side heading to finals. Good to see them bounce back in this one. Selwyn Cobo, three tries. He should have had a try assist as well. He kicked back into Ezra Mam, and he just missed out on picking up that ball. But three tries for Cobo. Did it in a few different ways as well. The Adam Reynolds kick to him was back, which was great to see. I thought Adam Reynolds was unreal. Some of the stuff he did down the right edge with Cobo was sensational. There's a pass that he threw on the left-hand side to Hoyter. Uh, cut out pass that put Oates over eventually. Unreal. Played so well. Tamari Martin came back into this team as well. I thought he was great. Uh, probably brings a, another dimension that Tessie New does. And I think when Tessie's playing at his absolute best, he's a cracking fullback, but it's the in-betweens that worry you. Tamari Martin doesn't really have those in-betweens. He's got the same ceiling as Tessie New, I would argue. Um, but his bad games are just nowhere near as bad as that of Tessie News. So I understand the move of Tamara Martin. Uh, puts Cobo over for a great try. He ran a brilliant line. Katoni Staggs ran the overs. He, he, he went out the back of him. Um, and then he put Ezra Mam in for a try where Tamara Martin put Ezra through a gap as well. He supported through the middle. He got the ball back. He was getting chased down. He threw it around his body at top pace. I don't think people... I don't think people appreciate how hard that pass is to throw. Uh, very, very impressive by Tamaro Martin. He's very talented. He's going to be very good for the New Zealand Warriors next year. I'm hoping that they don't try and outthink the room and they just play him at 5'8", because I think that is his best position. He could even be a future 7 for them there, realistically. All right, Sunday afternoon footy. Raiders 24, Dragons 22. This is actually a decent game. Um, I wouldn't say it was the highest quality game. But I don't think there's any arguments that it was entertaining. Sort of uh, both teams in it. Dragons. What about a moan? Far out. Three tries. Very, very impressive. Three tries. Set up another one. He was incredible. This is the sort of game we've been waiting for him to have. I kind of wish the Dragons would have won, to be honest with you, because it is the game we've been waiting for this kid. Because they lose, we probably won't remember it as much as what we should. But I thought he was incredibly impressive. Going at the line, um, just causing headaches all day. Set up Mogra at the very end. He was probably the shining light for the Dragons. I thought Benny Hunt was sensational as well. Josh Maguire got through a heap of work. Uh, but Benny Hunt, I think he kicked a 40-20 and a 20-40, which is uh, pretty impressive to kick one of either. In a month, you'd be stoked with to kick one of <laughs> to kick both in a game. Just crazy, uh, Benny Hunt, what he's capable of doing. For the Raiders, Hudson Young crossed first, which was great to see. We love Hudson Young. We really do think he could be a uh, kangaroo smoky at the end of the season. I love what he's doing at the moment. His form is incredible. Uh, Jordan Rapana, Ryan Sutton, Albert Hopperwade crossed. Obviously, they led. Uh, 20, they, they, they scored their last point, Albert Hopperwade, in the 41st minutes. So they didn't score after that. The Dragons managed to score two tries. So, uh, 
really exciting game, this one. I, I really did enjoy it. I thought the Raiders' halves controlled the game reasonably well, as did the Dragons' halves. So close contest. Obviously came down to the last play, essentially, and it was a bit of a role reversal. Obviously, the last time they played, can't tell you the round, but the Dragons won that one. Controversial on the last play. This time, the Raiders get it done. Once again, controversial on the last play. Probably should have been a penalty, in my opinion. Uh, but CHN, if you can get away with it, Good luck to you. You take the two points. You probably deserved it last time. So, fair cop. Jack Bird played 13. I thought he was really strong as well. Jack Bird looked really good there. So, interesting to see what they do moving forward. Uh, we had young Zach Wolford as well. He set up the first try for Hudson Young. Uh, big fan of Zach Wolford from where he's come from and everything unreal. We actually posted on Instagram and Twitter about him. And then about five seconds after we posted, he missed a really bang average tackle uh, for the first try for the Dragons. So not ideal there, but I thought he had a really good start to the game. And I still think he's been a great find for the Canberra Raiders. Last game of the week, who saw this coming? Titans 44, Manly 24. I'm hearing that there is... Um, there's a little bit happening over at the uh, Peninsula. Manly, apparently all is not well. A bit of infighting and whatnot. Um, I think this jersey from a couple of weeks ago, the Pride jersey, had a much bigger impact on the team than what they anticipated. They just don't look all there. This Titans side, you know, they're without Tino. I mean, if you told me that the Titans were without Tino and they beat anyone in this competition, I would say, okay, they must have come up against the Warriors or the Tigers. They come against the Manly Seagulls. They're playing for their fucking season. I mean, just, I mean, yes, it was probably already over, but I just, I can't believe that on this turf with Manly, with the players that they had in, they pretty much had their full side, only missing a couple, like, obviously missing Tom Travojevic, but I think they've moved past that and they're okay without him now. Very, very disappointing. I thought AJ Brimson was sensational for the Titans. He was so good. He's so good to watch. Absolutely love him. Both Fermor was great as well. Fafita gave us a little glimpse of what he can do. Once again, little cock tease there. Broke the line at about the 40-meter line. Ran the length. Uh, dummied. Went himself. Sensational stuff. Beat Josh Schuster, who, unfortunately for Josh Schuster, I kind of feel like... The more time he spends on the field, the the more his value is dropping at the moment. It's a little bit scary what's happening there. It'll be interesting to see. Jason Saab got injured in this one. Uh, so I wonder who they will bring in next week, whether they turn to one of the young guys or, or do they just give KO Weeks a spot on the wing. It will be interesting what they do there. But Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Yeah, Josh Schuster. I don't know what's going on there. Started on the bench. Andrew Davey, he obviously he obviously uh, went off for a HIA, so then it bring Josh Schuster on, and he really didn't impress. Threw a really poor forward pass. Missed this tackle. He set up one try that was sensational. It was a great ball. We know what, he, what he's capable of, and he showed it in that moment. Another little glimpse of what he can do, but... A forward pass, a missed tackle, he threw one over the sideline where Kohler came under him. Just little things. Um, and I know it's a no-look pass and all that, but you've just, you've got to, if you're going to do that, your awareness has got to be top shelf, which previously it has been with Schuster, but 
you know, when you're low on confidence and things are going against you, I think you've just got to play 101 footy and, and t- take it forward. I thought Tanner Boyd was fantastic as well. He threw a ball out to the right wing, I think it was. Fuck, it was a ball. I think it was Jojo Fafita that ended up scoring. Don't quote me. But Tanner Boyd, he's always been so talented, especially going down that right edge. I thought that was a fantastic ball. Uh, for Manly, I think Garrick and Jake Travojevic were really solid. Both scored meaties there. They were good. Uh, but yeah, I think this jersey's had a serious impact on Manly and it'll be very interesting to see how they go over the next three weeks. Uh, I think they've got Canterbury next. No, they don't have. I can't remember who they've got next week. They've got Canterbury round twenty-five. I'm not sure who the other clashes are, but I think it's a pretty good draw uh, from memory. But this game was a pretty good draw. They lost it by twenty points. So very, very disappointing for Manly. But. Don't take anything away from the Gold Coast Titans. It's been a tough and brutal season without Tino. I gave them next to no hope. They managed to stand and deliver in this game. So what under the Gold Coast Titans? Good positive signs for next year. Hasn't been too many positives this year, but it's definitely one that you Titans fans should thoroughly enjoy. A big win over the Manly Seagulls. Great to see. And hopefully the Titans, they can find some form at the back end of the season and give fans some hope heading into next year. Just a reminder too, guys, the Daily Telegraph, they dropped their their 100 highest paid players list. Uh, we're going to go through all of those and give our live reaction to all 100. We're going to break it down in two parts. Uh, p- number 100 to 50, that'll be coming in around about 11 a.m. this morning. And then later this afternoon, once we're done recording at Bloke in a Bar, we'll do the top 50. So it should be really interesting to go through and have a look at those. I believe the Telegraph gives you three options, pretty much saying that's fair. Overs and unders, and we'll go through each one and talk about the percentage according to you guys as well. So it's not only my input, it's also your guys' input based on what you've voted for when it comes to that poll. So interesting podcast there, one of the live reaction ones that I know you guys enjoy, coming at 11 o'clock and then later on this afternoon. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 